welcome to the Crab Podcast. Here at Children Raised Around the Blind, we have two goals. Our first goal is to help those living with the blind to understand them better and to help children through the difficulties that come from living with a blind parent. Secondly, we want to spread awareness of the blind community. Here on the podcast, we will share the things that blind people can do and ways the sighted world can include them in everyday life. Join us twice a month to learn about the visually impaired community. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast and today's discussion is going to end up probably being a little bit lengthy. So if you thought, hey, she's doing really good, uh, first podcast wasn't that long, ha ha ha. Um, so let's get started. Today I'm going to talk about how my mom taught us to see the whole person and not just the disability. And I think a lot of times it's really easy in society to look at somebody who may be different than us. Maybe they look different, act different, sound different, and we don't always see them as a whole person. And we think, oh, well, I can do this better than them. Or look, they're struggling. Uh, I don't understand why they're struggling. Or we just kind of put ourselves in a position where we're always better than somebody else. And we see somebody who has a disability or maybe can't do it as well and think, oh, well, they're not as valuable as me. Maybe we don't say that. Maybe it's in what we do. And um, growing up with a blind parent, I didn't really get that option. So a lot of people tended to think, because my dad was sighted and my mom was blind, that my dad did a lot of this stuff around the house. Um, Wake up alarm, no. Um, My dad cooked sometimes. But pretty much all the day-to-day stuff was my mom. Uh, Cleaning, cooking, caring for the kids, homeschooling us all of that was done by her so I don't really understand why people would think that my mom couldn't do it other than the fact that they look at her and say oh she's blind I feel sorry for her why um God made her that way and maybe that's not how you would think would be okay but it it truly is going to be okay so Growing up, I didn't really view people who were blind or disabled in a bad light. I've always seen them as just as capable as me. They just have to make some adjustments. And so with that in mind, that's all I kind of thought about growing up until probably middle school, high school age, where you start noticing differences and kids start talking about it or um, not necessarily picking on you, but we got a lot of questions you know, especially since my mom is um, was a strict parent with what we dressed, how we wore things, um, what music we listened to. So a lot of people were like, oh, does your mom feel your clothes before you walk out the door to make sure you're wearing something appropriate? And I always would kind of sit back and giggle like, uh, does your mom sit there and scan you before you walk out the door? I don't think every single time you walk out, she does that. No, my mom does not sit there and fill my clothes. Um, And so, you know, that's just something that people think, oh, well, you do differently. No, my mom bought my clothes, so she kind of knew what was coming in the house. But I didn't, to me, that wasn't, didn't even make sense as a question. But now as I'm older and looking back, some of those things make a little more sense because people are curious. And they also just, they can't fathom things being done differently. So, um, you know, my mom kept a tidy house and, 
you couldn't get away with as much as we'd mentioned before because she used her feet. She used her hands. I can wipe the table, wipe my dining room table. And my mom comes in and says, did you wipe the table? There's sticky right here. Yeah, I wiped the table. I didn't use my fingers to fill to make sure that the stickiness was gone. I just kind of looked at it. It doesn't look so messy. I'm assuming it's fine. So that's kind of how I think about different disabilities and the fact that we shouldn't see people for their disability. So if I see someone in a wheelchair, I don't think, oh, there's poor pitiful people. How are they going to do this? I think, oh, look at them. They're out. They can hold a job. They can do everything that I can do. It may take a little bit longer. They may need a little extra help, but they can do it. It's just like seeing um, children with autism, which is a big thing for me right now, as I think um, my son will possibly be diagnosed with it. He does things very differently. He um, He's taken a long time to learn to speak. Um, we still don't have as many words as we should um, as an almost two-year-old. There's a lot of things he doesn't understand, but there's a lot of things he does that he shouldn't. And so I don't look at my son and say, oh, I'm so sorry, you're going to end up with this autism and your brain's not going to work like mine. No, I find it as a challenge. I honestly am, some days, yes, it's difficult and I feel like quitting, but a lot of times it's fun to just be like, okay, what can we help him learn to do today? What word can I possibly get him to mimic that he doesn't normally say. And I take it as a challenge. I don't look at him as, oh, well, you're less than you can never do something on your own. No, this is the chance for my son to do something. This is the chance for my son to show people that just because I have a disability doesn't mean that I can't do anything. I want my kids to have jobs. I want my kids to, if they want to go to college, I want my kids to move out of the house and be able to take care of their own house one day. But if we don't ever see a person with a disability as more than their disability, then we're, we're, we're jipping them. We have to be willing to take the time to see that person and to see what they're capable of. Growing up, a good friend of mine, her brother um, had a lot of issues, seizures and different things, and could have been in therapy and been able to live on his own. And his parents ended up choosing not to jump on that bandwagon. And he's having some more health issues even now. But he wants to work. Like he told me when he was 15 years old, I don't want to be in school till I'm 21. I want to go get a job. I want to go and, you know, live independently one day. I would like to have my own place. I would like to be able to be independent and not have to live off the government, social security, disability, and stuff. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And that's what we're missing so many times is we put people with disabilities in a box and say, you're blind, here's what you can do, end of story, lock the door, walk away. Instead of saying, hey, you're blind, what do you want to do? How can we help you with that? Especially nowadays with technology, so much has changed. So I grew up in the 90s when... Braille computers were bulky, um, huge. You didn't take them anywhere. They weren't mobile. They didn't have internet. Um, we used a floppy disk on my mom's first Braille computer. When we got her second Braille computer, we used Compact Flash. Those of you who don't know what that is, you can go Google a CF card. Um, and she didn't have internet. I think she could do Ethernet. There wasn't Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi didn't come out um, for a few more computers still. But... Uh, we 
we figured out, hey, mom can do email. For the longest time, she had uh, what used to be known as Joymail. And she did email on the phone, guys. Like, listened auditorily on the phone to her email and responded verbally. And it would, like, process it and type out her emails for her. That's how my mom first did email. Now she can actually do it on a laptop with a screen reader. She can do it on her Braille um, note taker, which is like a tablet. She could do it on the phone. We haven't ventured that way just because tech is not my mom's area, and I'm okay with that. So she can do email. You know, back in the day, I remember when we forgot the first iPhone that um, was on sale, and it actually had voiceover. For those of you that don't know voiceover, is um, on both Android, well, it's called two different things. If you have an iPhone, it's a voiceover. If you have Android, it's usually just speech. And um, it talks to you. So the Siri that you talk to on iPhone, um, you can change the voices and it will tell you what's on the screen. It'll tell you, you know, read you your mail, your messages, all of those things. And when my mom held the first iPhone, she's like, I'm never going to be able to learn this. And I was like, why? She said, there's no buttons to press. Um, she was used to a, you know, a landline wireless phone where you pressed in the buttons and each button had, you know, the numbers were there and the five has the dot. I'm not going to be able to learn how to touch on a touch screen. And then I had to learn. I wasn't old enough to have a phone I don't think when we first got it or I had just gotten a flip phone so it wasn't like here we're gonna have a smartphone right away I had to learn it first and then teach my mom well now my mom dials on her phone that's all she has she doesn't have a landline anymore um, she sends text messages via recording and then it types it out or sometimes she'll do audio all audio messages but if we put people in a box, we, we lose being able to see who they are and what they can do. And so many times we put someone who looks different from us, you know, they're in a wheelchair or maybe they walk funny or maybe they've got a speech problem. Maybe they can't tie their shoes, but that child or that adult, they can talk to you about space and science and math that you don't even comprehend. But we keep putting them, oh, well, but you have this disability, so you have to go in this box. You have Tourette, so you can't be a teacher. Um, for those of you who have never seen um, The Front of the Class by Hallmark, it's a great movie on not putting someone with disability in a box. And I love it because Brad Cohen, here he is with his tics and his noises, and he wants to be a teacher. And so you know what? He puts in the effort to become a teacher and has to work through everybody saying, but you make noises, that's going to be distracting. No, you teach the kids how to appropriately deal with a teacher who might make noises and to ask their questions. Same thing with a blind person. Same thing with someone in a wheelchair. Same thing with people with chronic illnesses. You don't put them in a box and say, here, go live, bye, and walk away. You give them opportunity. And I think having a blind parent has just opened my eyes because so many people did put us in a box, you know, you can't work. Well, she was able to hold a job in her field as a Braille transcriptionist for three and a half years. Um, you know, people say, well, you can't raise kids. Um, she raised four of us and we're all sighted and she did a great job. She changed our diapers. She taught us how to clean, how to do things around the house, taught us independent living skills, kicked all of us out of her house by the time we turned 18. Um, some of us came back, 
But, you know, that was her goal in life. And I would never want to have that put on my child. And I hope you listening to this wouldn't want that put on yourself or on anyone that you know because we're limiting people's dreams if we do that. Growing up with someone who is disabled made me just realize that disabled is not a word. Handicapped is not a word. All it means is we do things differently. Yeah, when I take my mom somewhere, I might talk a whole lot more than you would because I'm describing what I'm seeing. Maybe if we went to the same baseball game half the time, my mom, when we go to baseball, listens to the radio, so she actually knows what's going on better than me. But there's some times where there's the games in the middle or, you know, different things in between innings that I have to describe to her. Hey, this is what's going on on the field. Oh, this is what happened. That's why they're laughing. Oh, you know, I don't know if this is going to win or not. And you just share in the moments and you make those adjustments, whether that's, you know, being descriptive, whether that's giving them an option of doing things. It's so easy for us to just think easy for sighted people and leave out blind people. Um, We do different things with our church. And sometimes when we do a ladies event, they'll forget, oh, you know, we're going to do this visual game. And I'm like, well, is there any way we can make it for mom? Like, well, we didn't think about that. Well, let's let's think about that. You know, let's go ahead and be be ready. Hey, if someone's going to possibly attend in a wheelchair, let's make sure there's a ramp. Let's make sure there's seating and spacing enough for that wheelchair to fit at. If someone's coming with a guide dog, let's make sure we know where the guide dog can go to the bathroom. Let's make sure we know, you know, how much space they're going to need. Let's make sure a blind person is feels welcome. And it's, it's not as big of a deal as we make it. It's just us opening our eyes to helping if we can. Now, there's times where maybe it's not the best thing for us to step in and help them and let them figure it out. But the more we can be accepting of people with disabilities, the more we can look around and say, hey, what can I do? What would be the easiest? Like going to a restaurant and having a waitress, which we've had a couple times, pre-cut my mom's food. I will not even begin to tell you how thankful I am for that person because they realize, hey, she wanted something that needed to be cut up. I'm going to go ahead and cut it up for her so she can eat it. Although you could learn to use a knife and, you know, fork and blind people have, it's difficult for my mom. And so it's nice to have somebody think outside the box. So what are what are you doing? What boxes are you putting on people who are different from you? What ways could you... Be a little more accepting of those who may not be just like you, but, you know, just need a little bit of help. A blind person is not as different from a sighted person as you would think. They can still do so many things. And it's the same with a deaf person. Maybe, you know, they can't hear you, but that doesn't mean you couldn't learn sign language or slow your speech down and let them read lips and include them in what's happening. It just takes everybody being willing to slow down and take a little bit more time and to see what they can do to be more accepting and to not put people with disabilities in a box and not think for them. Let them tell you what their limitations are. They know. Most of them are very aware. Oh, I can't do that or that's not something I'm comfortable with. Or, hey, maybe I haven't tried it, but I'd like to give it a shot. Would you be willing to help me? Just being willing to see people and bring them alongside and do your best to include them. Don't see them as a burden. Don't see them as a 
as a poor, pitiful person. See them as who they are. See them as a human being, just like you and I. But that just might need a little extra hand. Or maybe they don't. Let them know, hey, this is what's happening. There's a festival coming up. Do you want to come and hang out? And I'll let you know what vendors are there. Maybe it's, you know, an event where you have... You know, going on in our city and it's like, you know, yeah, cars are not your thing, but I could go and describe them to you and tell you how old they are and the colors and, you know, hey, this one looks really cool. It's from the 50s and it has this and that. Maybe it's something with, hey, let's go to the park and while we walk, I'm going to tell you the landscape. And um, those are the types of things that you can do and you can have in your community and I think that are so important for us to just be thoughtful of other people. Be aware that not everybody lives in that little box that you create for them and that there's so much more that they can do and they can give if just given an opportunity and be that person for them. Be the person to find the opportunities. Hey, you want to volunteer? Here's where you can volunteer. Hey, you want to come to this event? I'm going to make sure that these things are accessible for you. If that's emailing the games or whatever handouts in advance so they have those, maybe that's making sure that they have a ride. You know, people with disabilities don't aren't always able to drive. My mom can't drive, clearly. And so it's nice when people are like, hey, I'm going to pick your mom up for this event. And I'm like, awesome. You know, that's something I don't have to do and that's something that she gets to go to without me. You know, as much as my mom and I go, everywhere together sometimes it's nice for her to have a break from me and for me to have a break from her that doesn't make us horrible people but it means that we can each give in a different way so don't put people in boxes don't say oh well you're you're blind you can't do that oh you're you know you're handicapped in some way maybe you know they're struggling with something oh you're you're just you're not capable of doing that you have autism um you're not gonna be smart enough to do that uh no Figure out what those kids are good at, what those adults are good at, and meet them there and help them grow, help them flourish, and do more. Hope you guys enjoyed this talk, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye.